Hello and welcome to Markets Extra, the podcast where we discuss what's moving markets and what makes traders tick. My name is Han Tan, market analyst at FXTM. So if you've been following the markets in recent weeks, you would have noticed a lot of talk about inflation. You may have even heard the word reflation in the news media reports that you read. So all this talk about inflation and reflation, that has really rocked financial markets. Everything from tech stocks like Tesla to US treasuries and even gold. So the question we're going to ponder in today's episode is, what is inflation? Why has it been moving markets and how could it affect your trading and investment activities? So to help us unpack these very pertinent questions, I'm joined once again by Kathleen Brooks, founder of Minerva Analysis. Kathleen, good to have you back on Markets Extra once again. Thank you so much, Han. It's, it really is my pleasure to be back. It's, it's great to speak to you again. So we are recording this on the 11th of March, and I believe that school is back in session in the UK. Kathleen is in London. I'm here in Malaysia. So Kathleen, I assume that things are calmer in your household these days? We've gone from basically like a kindergarten to a museum in this house. It feels like it is so quiet, but uh, but it's great to be able to get more work done during the day. For sure, it's it's, it's taken its toll. Homeschooling, working, it's, it's, it's a problem that many of us have had to face, not just in the UK, but, you know, across the world. And that's why I salute you and all the parents around the world who are juggling both work and family. Look, I have no idea how you guys do it. Heads off to you. Now, uh, speaking about going back to school, Kathleen, I figured we should go back to some 101 for today's episode. Perhaps you can start us off with some basics here. What is inflation and why is it important for markets? Sure. So in its most basic or simple terms, inflation is really sustained general prices of goods and services in an economy. So for example, today you might be able to buy a donut for £1.50. In five years time, that donut could be £2.50. And in a normal functioning economy, when the economy is progressing as it should be, inflation moves often in a linear fashion, and it moves higher. Now, there are periods when it goes too out of control, and there are periods when the economy, something goes wrong in the economy, and we see prices falling. Now, we saw that in pockets last year, uh, obviously on the back of the coronavirus and and the pandemic and what the, the havoc that had reaped on the economy. Overall, inflation, what it means to you and me is one would expect the price of goods and services that we buy in our economy to go higher. Um, that actually corresponds with a falling value of money. So, for example, when you have kind of £10 in your pocket, if you just keep it in your pocket for 10 years, all of a sudden that £10 isn't worth as much in 10 years' time. So that's why a lot of people, because of inflation, that's pretty much why financial markets exist, to make our money work for us. Because if we don't make the money work for us, it sits in the pocket, it sits in, you know, under your bed, wherever you put it, and it loses value. Um, and that's because of inflation. It eats away at the value of money. 
<laughs> exactly. And that 10 pounds that's hidden away under your mattress could buy fewer donuts, say, five years later, right? Absolutely. So, although that might not be such a bad thing, hey, for someone who's on a diet, huh? <laughs> <laughs> but it does seem a bit counterintuitive, right? Because as consumers, you kind of like it when prices go down, when stuff gets cheaper. But from an economy's perspective, inflation, rising prices, that's actually a good thing, right? And that's why we have been seeing central banks and governments all over the world spending trillions of dollars to support their respective economies and try to revive prices. So talk to us about why this sort of reflation is important as well. Because again, as a consumer, I would like donut prices to fall. But from an economic perspective, falling donut prices, that's not exactly a good thing now, is it? It really isn't. And when you see prices, let's say, let's stick with the donut analogy, <laughs> fall from 150 to one pound, what you'll notice, that won't be sustainable. That donut seller will go out of business because they will not be able to afford to keep the business running. If donuts are falling, they won't be able to get bank loans. They won't be able to expand their business. So that is why it's, it's very negative. But if we look at reflation, reflation happens after some sort of economic shock, after the financial crisis. We saw reflation, not in the traditional sense, after the because inflation took a long time to come back after the financial crisis because it was such a insidious impact. It had such an insidious impact on global economic growth. For this pandemic, however. We had a massive economic shock. We had artificial depression of economies around the world, which was caused by lockdowns. And we've now had, um, as you meant, rightly mentioned, central banks all over the world for the past year pumping so much money into economies, cutting interest rates. And the reason why is because they want to reinflate their economy. So that happens when prices have declined. We've seen inflation go negative across the world this time last year. This year and in the next few years is all about bringing that back into positivity. However, it is very difficult to do this because all those trillions of dollars that are coming in, uh, certainly from the UK, for example, you know, our furlough scheme is costing billions of pounds every month. In the US, they've just passed a $1.9 trillion spending package. This, particularly for economists, gets them very worried that in a reflationary environment, when you're trying to kind of artificially boost inflation through government spending, through monetary policy, that you are going to cause inflation to come out of the bottle. So the genie comes out of the bottle. And when you've got runaway inflation, that is also very negative. Because let's say that donut that we're talking about, you'd prefer to spend one pound on it, it's one pound 50. Or what about if next week it becomes two pound 50? Or the week after that, it becomes five pounds 50. That's when an economy really breaks down. We have seen that in Zimbabwe, for example, in Venezuela, Keeping the lid on inflation is very, very difficult. Whilst we would not expect that to be the case in parts of the developed world, central bankers realize the damage that is caused by runaway inflation. Um, It's as damaging, if not more, um, from negative levels of inflation. So everyone has to be very careful in the reflationary period. It's a very sensitive time for financial markets, and, and particularly for economists and central bankers who worry most about these kind of things. Now, it's not just economists and central banks who have to be watching out for inflation, right? Obviously, on a personal level, inflation does affect our spending or our ability to spend on goods and services. But also, this has certainly roiled global financial markets, 
right? I mean, the reason we're talking about this right now is because we have seen this massive sell-off in tech stocks. The Nasdaq fell into a correction. Now, a correction is a 10% drop from its recent high. Uh, then also, you're seeing investors dumping U.S. treasuries, which are bonds that the U.S. government issues, right? And that sell-off in treasuries has sent yield spiking. So in short, it has caused some havoc in the markets. So Kathleen, perhaps you can unpack why there's such volatility in the markets because of these concerns about inflation uh, making a roaring comeback, or as you say, the inflation being let out of the bottle, so to speak. Yeah, I mean, inflation expectations in the US have, and and across most parts of the world have really come back with a gusto since the, the nadir of the global pandemic last year. Essentially, there's a, there is an empirical relationship between inflation and financial market conditions. And it's a non-linear relationship, right? So they don't follow the same track. In fact, what we see is that once inflation exceeds a certain threshold, there tends to be a decline in equity market activity. So inflation and stock market performance, for example, there seems to be a negative correlation between the two. So when inflation rises, particularly when it rises at a very worrying rate, we tend to see stock markets um, really come under pressure, which is particularly what we've seen in the tech stock world. When we see um, inflation fall, that's when we've seen stock markets do really well, such as what we saw last time. Now, tech stocks are particularly sensitive to inflation. And the reason why is that inflation determines interest rates. By and large, what central bankers around the world use to set interest rates. Interest rates are really important for tech stocks because a lot of tech stocks, they are very fast moving. They're called growth stocks. So that's why we saw last year, tech stocks reach record highs, you know, trillion dollar values for some of these big tech firms, partly based on the fact that interest rates were low. Not all the reason, but that was certainly a big part of their valuation. As interest rates have expectations have moved higher, as treasury yields, as you mentioned, in the US have moved higher, we've seen tech stocks sell off. So inflation linked to interest rates, linked to equity market. That's the, 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 the relationship you need to keep in your mind when you're trading stocks and you've got to be a bit worried about real economic issues too. Now, just to give you some numbers to that sell-off in tech stocks, looking at the NASDAQ, since posting its record high around mid-February until last week, the value of tech stocks on the NASDAQ as a whole, collectively, lost $1.6 trillion. Now, to put that $1.6 trillion figure into another context, Kathleen, that amount of money would allow me to fly from Malaysia to you in the UK to record podcasts every single day for over 3.7 million years. That, <laughs> that's a lot of podcast episodes. Right? I, think, I think people might get bored of us a bit after that. <laughs> maybe, yeah, just maybe. But we'd be there for posterity, right? Yeah. And in just this one episode already, look, we have covered a lot of ground, right? We have spoken about inflation and how central banks are watching it closely to determine interest rates. And investors and traders are watching all those dynamics closely as well because it has impacted the tech stocks, well, stock markets in general, and many other asset classes as well, from treasuries to gold. So perhaps we can end on this, Kathleen. Uh, help us distill all that down for those who are in the markets right now. 
How do they factor all of this talk about inflation into their trading and investment strategies? I think the thing is what this uh, the the disconnect between. Um, the inflation data and inflation expectations highlights that there is a um, it's very difficult to tell what's going to happen in the future right and I think coming out of a crisis that's particularly difficult so the first thing I would say is keep your time frames relatively short when you're Stocks have done well over a, num- over a number of times. You tend to see performance not actually be linear. Performance can be bumpy. Again, there can be periods of volatility. So once you've you know, banked quite a decent gain, it's always worth taking a little bit of profit to reinvest it somewhere else. And at the moment, that's what we're seeing. We're seeing people take out, take, oh, sell or um, take profit on some of their tech winners that have done fantastically well over the last you know, over, over the nine months during the pandemic. And they've been putting them that into um, some of the less loved stocks. So that look really cheap, very nice, low PE ratios, price to earnings ratios. That's been fantastic. We've also seen in this reflationary environment, a massive rise in the oil price. So oil is flirting around about that $70. It's not quite being able, that's Brent crude oil, I should say. It's not quite been able to get above that level, but um, we've seen big increases for commodities. So you need to look beyond just, um, you, or you can't, there are opportunities beyond just the stock market here. The other thing that we probably haven't spoken about too much, uh, but maybe that's something for another day, is gold. I think we've covered a lot of ground and I would um, I will I will direct people to Jamie's fabulous, fabulous Jamie who's really, really good at financial markets, uh, direct them to his podcast with you uh, on gold. I think that would be a really, really good one to listen to. And maybe you want to update that one at some point this year. Well, thank you for that plug there, Kathleen. So yes, as Kathleen mentioned, you can check out all of our past episodes all available on your favorite streaming platforms and be sure to subscribe to markets extra there also check out our daily market analysis that's posted on our website it's www.forextime.com until next time i'm han tan for fxtm <laughs>